0: So there is ample research to suggest a bi-directional relationship between dental health and type 2 diabetes, but can the same be said for patients with type 1 diabetes? The answer to that question will be the focus of our discussion today. Welcome to Diabetes Discourse on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Carol Weisham, and joining me today to share her findings on tooth loss in patients with type 1 diabetes is Dr. Radhika Pop basui She is the Larry D. Soderquist Professor of Diabetes and Vice Chair for Clinical Research in the Department of Internal Medicine, and also the Director of Clinical Research, Mentoring, and Development of M-diabetes at the University of Michigan. Dr. Pat thanks for being here today. Thank you so much, Dr.
1: Washam, for the very kind introduction. It's truly a privilege to be here today.
0: Well, let's start off. Can you tell us what got you interested in evaluating long-term oral health for patients with type 1 diabetes? Yes,
1: absolutely. As you mentioned already, the link between oral health and diabetes risk and more recently some of the complications of diabetes has been emerging, I would say, at least in the last decade or so. And there is ample evidence demonstrating that through a variety of the potential mechanisms, oral health may affect risk of developing diabetes, risk of developing complications initially to the cardiovascular perspective. And as we have also demonstrating more recently neuropathic complication with a potential link being this low-grade inflammation that has been demonstrated to be instrumental in all these conditions. And so definitely trying to understand how best oral health component may be fitted into this puzzle that delineates the phenotypes of patients who are more likely to develop complication. I think it's quite relevant. So we were very fortunate, and this work, of course, has been done as a team effort together with several of my colleagues, investigators in the well-known diabetes control and complication trials epidemiology of diabetes intervention and complications, or DCCT-EDIC. A cohort that doesn't require too much introduction, we all know that the findings of the original DCCT have changed the standard of care, and more recently, because we were able to acquire so many additional evaluations, we are able to understand more complex interactions among risk factors and and complications, risks. So that was one of the reasons that we were fortunate to have several dental health-related outcomes, granted not necessarily the best, however, We had captured over the years uh, some dental outcomes. And as you very well know, this cohort had been continuously phenotyped for the entire spectrum of of complications and risk factors now for almost 40 years. So that's that's the link.
0: Yeah. So this study actually correlates quite well with my entry into the field of diabetes. It it spans my entire career. So it is a very interesting uh, group of people. Well, thank you. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to Diabetes Discourse on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Carol Weisham, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Radhika Papasui about her research on the relationship between type 1 diabetes and oral health. So now that you've reviewed the methodology, let's take a look at the results. Dr. Papasui, can you share with us your key findings?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what we have found is that definitely oral complications, including tooth loss and periodontitis, have been actually uh, quite prevalent um, even in, in this cohort of patients with type 1 diabetes. We have also demonstrated that there is a clear link between the degree of glucose control over time and the risk of developing oral complications, as well as several other risk factors, particularly some of the lipid parameters um, that also have been associated with more severe dental complications. We, of course, adjusted for other known risk factors for oral health and uh, granted the most important one is aging. We know that aging remains one of the most important risk factors in general at the population level and the development of oral health and dental complications. But that contributions of glucose control in type 1 diabetes translated also and some of the lipid parameters translated in uh, an independently higher risk for oral complication.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. So are there associations between the diabetes related complications and the oral health conditions where there's some independent relationships between those two factors?
1: Right, and that is something that we have also reported in, in other cohorts. I think the, the information is still ongoing to look specifically more in-depth on some of the combination, but we do have some associations, particularly with neuropathy in this type 1 cohort, and that has been also previously reported on smaller uh, cohorts of patients with, with type 2 diabetes.
0: I think this is really important because it gives us the potential for something that has a definite ability to address, and that is the oral health and the potential for uh, long-term complications. So it's an important question. So given this data and what you know about type 2 diabetes, can you give us some strategies in your practice and what we can perhaps do to help improve the oral care for our patients with type 1 diabetes and type 2 for that matter?
1: So I think that as diabetes care providers, because obviously diabetes, it's so prevalent, we are reaching now 37 million in this country only. And if we also think about the very high rates that we see in children, whether they are with type 1 or type 2, and the raising type 2 in in kids and youth, it's also quite worrisome. I think that implementing in our care a component in which oral health should be much more actively pursued and not only through educational, but also through active uh, steps that would prompt more direct collaborations with our dental uh, or dentistry colleagues would be one way to try to mitigate risks, as it seems clearly from all this data that we and others have unveiled. That the link between oral health and overall diabetes care management and risk for complications seems to close a vicious cycle. So, breaking these cycles on any
0: end uh, definitely will be beneficial for our patients. Am I stretching your comments too far by saying that we should be spending as much time making sure our patients see their dental health professionals as we do getting to get their annual eye exams done?
1: Well, perhaps not. I think that also it's quite easy when we examine our patients to have a quick look through their oral health because sometimes things can be quite obvious that can prompt additional steps for direct referrals. But definitely I think that we could make sure that we join efforts to promote as part of the standard of care of diabetes that oral health plays a central role.
0: So that's a great note to end on as we come to the end of today's program. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Radika Popbasui, for sharing her perspective on oral health in patients with type 1 diabetes. Dr. Pop Basui, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was truly my pleasure.
0: Well, it was our pleasure as well. For ReachMD, I'm Dr. Carol Weisham. To access this episode and others from our series, Visit ReachMD.com slash Diabetes Discourse, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.